UFC 280, Charles Oliveira versus Islam Makachev. The results. I told you people. I told you. Islam Makachev is the truth. He's the best fighter in the lightweight division. He is the new UFC lightweight champion. I have been saying this. If you know me, if you've listened to my podcast, if you've looked at my tweets, if you've spoken to me in person, you know I have said this for the last two years. Islam Makachev will be the champion. And now, and new UFC lightweight champion Islam Makachev by second round submission to a arm triangle. Now, I believe in my last podcast, I did predict something similar happening. I did say that Islam Makachev will destroy him and will win with win the either in the first or second round, probably to an arm triangle. And that's exactly what happened. I should have put a bet on it. I don't really bet that much. So I don't really bet. Um, I have done in the past once or twice, but I don't usually do it. When I do, I usually win. That's <laughs> ironic. But... um these things, like, I don't think this, it's not rocket science. I think some things in sport is unpredictable. Like, things can happen that you weren't predicting. Obviously, it's a, especially a fight. It's un, very unpredictable. It's very chaotic. Um, there's lots of unknown variables. But there's some things, there's just levels. There's levels because it's skills that win fights. Yes, freak Things can happen in fights, but most of the time it is skills that win fights. Islam Makachev is on another level. I have been saying this for the past two years, and it's insane the way so many people were so anti it. They were so going on about how great Charles Oliveira is. Now, I have said this on previous podcasts as well, so don't twist my words. I am a big fan of Charles Oliveira. I think he's a fantastic fighter. He's been a great champion. He's uh, I'm a jiu-jitsu guy, so I admire his jiu-jitsu skills. Some of the best jiu-jitsu in the UFC, in fight sports. Um, great striking skills. I love the way he carries himself, the respect he shows, the fact he always goes up to his opponent before the fight, shakes hands, and he shakes in the hands of all of his trainers as well. I, I really like that about him, um, and I really like him as a fighter. But I'm not going to deny facts. And the fact is, Islam Makachev is just m- far better and now the world saw it today now now everyone's oh islam makachev now now they're all going to be talking about islam people have such recency about and they're gonna all these fans of or or so-called fans of charles Oliveira are now gonna um dismiss him now oh he looks off no he didn't look off he did he did his best he fought like a warrior but he lost to the better man on the day that's what happened it wasn't that he looked off or blah, blah, blah. It's that Islam is just far better than him, which is what I've been saying for a long time, you know. Um, it's just amazing how many people doubted Islam and were just dismissing Islam and talking about Charles being as good as Habib, like, which is absolutely ridiculous to me. I'm sorry. You can't compare someone who's lost eight fights and has had loads of close calls, even in some of his wins, to a man who was 29 and 0 and who dominated, absolutely dominated all of his fights and, and did have a scratch on his face, like in any of his fights. That, it, to me, that that is so stupid. Like, uh, with all due respect, that's stupid. Like, 
there is no competition now people are seeing it now because islam destroyed them <laughs> like i said he would um but no i'm so happy for islam makachev it was so good to see you know and him honoring um habib's father abdulmanak who again was saying that um you know that after habib you will be the next champ you know and Habib does say that Abdulmanak's favorite student was Islam Makachev. They've been training together for like twenty years. Islam Makachev and, and Habib—they've been training partners for like the past twenty years. They're brothers, man. Like even Islam was saying in an interview—I um, I can't remember if it, I think it was—might uh, have been in the in the interview or or maybe one of um, Will Harris's documentaries, which I really love um, on um, Anatomy of a Fighter that he's had, like, over a thousand rounds sparring with Habib. Like, you can't compare that. Do you know what I mean? He's been sparring with Habib for, for like, 10, 20 years. They've they've trained together. It's like Ryu and Ken from Street Fighter. (laughs) I mean, they've come from the same school. Iron sharpens iron. Like, what did you people expect was going to happen? You know? Like, it, it amazes me, like, how blind people are. And how people are so surprised by Islam's striking skills. I see people going, oh, the evolution of the striking on ESPN. They were talking rubbish about, oh, evolution of the striking. I was like, no, he's always been good at striking. And, and um, Daniel Cormier corrected them, which I'm glad he did. He goes, no, he's always been good at striking. Like, we've seen it in the gym all the time. Like, in, not even in the gym. If you watch any of his fights, you'll see his striking skills. He showed it in his loads of his fights. Like, he doesn't, like, do it a lot because they usually do father's plan, you know, which is, I believe, is, from my interpretation, is, like, you know, take them where they can't, they can't handle us, which is against the fence, you know, take them down, smash them with the wrestling you know, hold them down and control them and beat them up um, kind of style, which which they do a lot um, in Habib's gym. But, um, I mean, I could be wrong about that, but that's my interpretation of what Father's Plan is, um, when they say Father's Plan. Um, but, but I've seen it in Islam's fights. There was, a, well, I can't remember who he fought, but he delivered this really nice um, round kick to the liver, or to the um, or, or or to the um rib, rib cage of this fighter, and it was so nice. It was such great technique. Like he just got clean striking techniques. Like it, he showed that if you watch any of his fights, go back and watch Islam Makachev's fights and watch his striking. I don't know why people were so surprised. They just had it in their head that all he can do is scrapple, and I was like, no. You people, that's, I know you're not real martial art fans. You might be UFC fans or Fairweather fans who just follow the champions. But even the, some of these so-called UFC MMA fans, they don't even know what they're talking about. I'm looking at some of the pundits and guys, I'm like, guys, do you actually study, like, what your craft, or what your... With all due respect, like, for you not to see that Islam was going to win this fight... I mean, fine, you predicted who you thought was going to win. Again, Charlie, you know, they, they, they were two of the best guys in the division. An 11th fight and a 10th fight win streak. So, you know, 
I I understand. Obviously, it, it, why people might thought, oh, you know, it would be close. And again, recency bias. Again, something that you know is a cognitive. Um, one of the uh, Charlie Munger, business partner of uh, Warren Buffett, talks about this. The um, um, the cognitive biases of the brain. Like and you really see it in things like sports, like sports fans, how they just only go with like the recency bias of who's number one right now, and they just forget about the legacy of like people who were before or even the people coming up. You know, like no one was looking at how good Islam is. They were just looking at how good Charles has been with the people he's fought. Who Again, Charles was fighting guys that were he was way better than, but there were far better fighters that he hadn't fought, like Islam, Makachev, you know. Benio Dariush as well, who absolutely deserves a title shot next, ahead of any of those so-called top five guys who have been avoiding these guys, you know, trying to fight each other and, and trying to get title shots. I'm sorry, with all respect to those guys, they're good fighters, but they're not on the level of Dariush, Islam Makachev, Armin Sharyukin, a lot of these guys are coming up now. These guys are dangerous, man. Like, they are serious killers, and they're coming for the top spot, you know. Um, I think Islam's going to be champ for a while, though, but he's going to have rematches with a lot of those other guys. Um, and I suppose he'll clean out the division at some point. But I know they want him to fight Volonovsky, who he's also going to destroy, by the way. Because I already see people, I can already see people going, oh, but Volonovsky's the number one fighter, pound for pound. He's only just become pound for pound greatest now that um, Usman has lost. Now nobody's talking about Kamaru Usman. They've all forgotten about him already. I'm like, guys, you can't just like forget about Kamaru Usman just, over, just because of one defeat. But, you know, that's part of that recency bias business. Um, but yeah, like Volnoski's a great fighter. I'm, 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 I've been impressed with him, but he's not on Islam Makachev's level. He's a lot smaller as well. <laughs> like he, he, Charles Oliveira couldn't handle that pressure with that high, the, the head and arm triangle. You see how quickly he tapped. He was ready to tap as soon as he passed past his guard. He, he tapped straight away. He, he, the pressure was too much. Islam tapped a guy out with that same head and arm choke. Uh, sorry, head and arm strangulation, that arm triangle strangulation, and he was in half guard with with um, uh, one of the other fighters that he beat um, on his come up. So I knew Charles was going to tap to that, and I had the prediction that Charles would tap to that in my last podcast. If you were, listen to my last podcast, I do mention that, um, that it was going to be a set first or second round finish, either something like an arm triangle submission or like a just being smashed TKO'd against the fence he just just couldn't take the the punishment you know with the striking on the ground um but I'm not surprised it's like what Nate Diaz said I'm not surprised mother effers you know what he said because I'm I just I've been saying this for the last two years and I'm glad that I'm right and that it's always good to be right <laughs> you know um especially when so many people just like the guys on BT was going, Islam Makachev has to have the perfect fight to win, but Charles Oliveira can win from anywhere and all this. And I was like, what are you talking about? It's the other way around. Like, and they were so like dismissing um, Islam striking. 
Now all of a sudden everyone's like, oh my God, they're so surprised by striking. I'm like, you people just weren't paying any attention. Like, Islam Makachev is a great all-round fighter. He's not... He's. They've been saying it for a long time. His striking is far better than Habib's striking. And he's got all the other attributes Habib has, has as well. Like, you know, like... I just don't understand why people... Yeah, couldn't see it. <laughs> but he, he, even the guys at BT Sport, they 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 all predicted Islam would be champ by the end of the year, and they all changed their tune this week, all going on about how Charles Oliveira was so perfect. So I was like, God, you people really buy into hype, man. You like, no offense, but like the fact, and then they kept saying how he hasn't fought anyone in the top five. I was like, guys, if. He's been calling out guys in the top five for the last few fights. None of them wanted to fight him. None of them. They were too chicken to fight him. The only person in the top, like, ten or top seven, whatever, who had the guts to fight him was was Dan Hooker. And I respect Dan Hooker for taking the fight. He got destroyed early, you know what I mean, in round one, that um, Kimura. You know, but at least he had the guts to jump in the ring. And it's complete utter disrespect to to Dan Hooker. A lot of people, get, um, who a lot of people so called respect, but they just completely sort of forgot that um, Islam destroyed Dan Hooker. Oh, he hasn't fought anyone in the top one of the top fighters in the division. What the hell are you talking about? He's fought everybody he's been put in front of him. A lot of top fighters. Armin Shayukin again, another fantastic fighter. He he beat. It was a close fight, but. It wasn't close because Islam did end up really be winning that fight. Um, like, he's fought a lot of great fighters. But, you know, he can only fight people who've been put in front of him. Who are, you know, he had he will, he was scheduled to fight Dariush, but Dariush got injured, you know. And Dariush is a great fighter again who won again tonight. Eight-fight win streak. He deserves the title shot next above everyone else in the division for sure. You know, I know they want to do the Volonovsky fight, of course, but then after that, it should definitely be um, Dariush. Um, but like, guys, like, and that can end the stupid talk about Charles being as good as Habib, which is ridiculous. You can't compare someone twenty nine and O to someone who's lost eight fights and had loads of close calls, even in his wins. Like, that's ridiculous. Like, Charles was never on Habib's level. And now people can see that because Islam destroyed him. <laughs> you know, his, his brother, his training partner destroyed him. You know. Um, but I'm just so happy for Islam Makachev. I've been... A, a, Islam Makachev's been my favourite fighter in the UFC for the last couple of years. I've been saying for the last couple of years to the blue face to anyone who I talk to about MMA that he will be the next lightweight champion. He's the uncrowned king. He's, he, he, as soon as they gave him a title shot, he will destroy whoever's champion. And that's exactly what he did. Um, Charles Oliveira has been a great champion. Again, don't misconstrue my words. I'm a big fan of Charles Oliveira. He's been great ambassador. He's fantastic jiu-jitsu. I'm a, I'm a jiu-jitsu guy, so I love to see how well he executes his, his submissions in the octagon. You know, he's got great striking. He's great tenacity. You know, he's come back from adversity and been persistent. 
No one was talking about him before, but they're talking about him now. But I think I, what I don't like is I don't think a lot of those so-called fans were really fans of his. I think a lot of them, some people were, but I think a lot of them just don't didn't like the idea of, of Islam being champion. That's what I think the truth is. And they just didn't want Habib's camp to come come in and dominate again. I think that's what it really was, really deep down. I don't think it was really that they were massive Charles Oliveira fans. Whereas for me, even though I've been rooting for Islam, I've been saying how Islam's going to destroy Charles. I'm actually a big Charles Oliveira fan. I was rooting for Charles to win the title but. Um, from before when they were just talking about Conor McGregor fighting for the title and all this nonsense I was like no Charles Oliveira deserves the title shot he's had a long fight win streak and after I saw him destroy Tony Ferguson I was like god that that give this guy the title shot stop talking about you know um McGregor and this guy and that guy fighting for the titles and no 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 no. Michael Chartner no put Oliveira in there for the title shot you know i was at poyer and then Oliveira. so i've been a massive Oliveira fan for a long time but you know there's levels <laughs> um I'm a, I'm a bigger fan of, of islam makachev as you all know i'm super happy to see him win the title i'm i'm sad for charles that he he, he lost but at the same time you know i'm happy for makachev um and I'm happy that people are finally can, can see his skills and all the haters and the doubters are silenced. I'm going to love to see all the interviews now over the next, over the weekend, all the beat, especially when the BT sports guys who, who now going to look silly for, for, for doubting Magachev and going against what they said initially at the beginning of the year, which they had the right prediction at the beginning of the year that he would be the champ. Um, but they, they 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 were just going on this whole bandwagon of Charles Oliveira being so good and coming, and then they were looking past past Charles Oliveira. And, I mean, it's not past Islam Makachev talking about Charles Oliveira fighting Habib, even though Habib is retired, even though Habib gave his word to his mum that he's retired. It was so disrespectful, man. It's like, guys, like you got to show more respect to 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 Islam Makachev, the guy he's actually fighting, and show her respect to Habib and his family and his and the wishes of his family that he's he's retired. And stop going on about like him being as good as Habib because he's not on Habib's level, obviously. Um even though Charles Oliveira was a great champion in his own right, you know, no one can deny like the skills Charles has and what he did, but please stop <laughs> this will end the whole Habib comparison. There is no Habib comparison. There's no one who can compare to Habib really in terms of what he he's done in the octagon, in my opinion. Um, I'm a massive fan of John Jones. John Jones is you know inside the octagon anyway. Um, hasn't lost really. I mean, he has technically lost, but um, you know, it was a disqualification. Uh, but John Jones has had some cl- close fights. You know, with Gustafsson. Um, even Reyes, you know, some people might have given Reyes the fight. Um, so, like, it's not Habib hasn't had any close fights. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? George Saint Pierre is actually my favorite fighter of all time, um, but he's lost. He lost tw- twice. 
both of those defeats he lost to himself really he overestimated his opponent the first time and he underestimated his opponent with the second loss um but he came back and destroyed both those guys matt hughes and matt Sura. so you know but and you know he's my favorite fighter of all time but i still put habib probably is pound for pound greatest fighter of all time 20 to, to, to go 29 and no and look so convincing and to absolutely destroy everyone who's put in front of you like make them look like they're amateurs these world-class fighters making them look like they're amateurs like you cannot deny habib as i i don't think as the greatest of all time but um but you know, I mean, it's very, it's a, it's a little bit of a subjective thing because they're all different weight classes. They all had different divisions, different competitions, different struggles, different challenges. Um, but that's just my opinion um, on that whole thing. Um, but yeah, I'm very happy for Uslan Makachev. I'm glad that he um, honoured Habib's father, Abdulmanak, and. You know, he was like, this belongs to them. You know, they, they, I'm here because of them, all the hard work, you know, that, you know, they, you know, put me through and all of that. It was, it was really great. And Habib, Habib, you know, the, the best parts was watching Habib's reactions, like, and excitement. He was so, like, happy for his brother. He looked more happy for him than when Habib won the title himself. Um, so that was that was super nice to see, um. But over and all, I'm I'm so happy to see my favorite fighter right now is Lamakachev as the new UFC lightweight champion, and he's gonna have many title defenses, I think, and it's gonna absolutely dominate. People are gonna start comparing him to Habib and saying, "Oh, is he better than Habib?" And should they fight and blah blah blah? Even then, look, that's never gonna happen, um. I don't think I th- I don't think he's he I don't think you can put him as a better fighter than Habib because he has lost you know he was uh, knocked out in a fight um, in the UFC so I don't know if you can put him in Habib's um, the same league as Habib. But he's he's close. He's right up there. You know, he's like him him and Habib are like Ryu and Ken from Street Fire. <laughs> you know. Maybe like you could say Habib's like Ryu and 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 uh, Islam Makachev's like um Ken, you know, in terms of they both come from the same gym, they're both fantastic, they both have um equal fighting skills, but like one's a slightly little bit better, just you know. Like Habib's more like the Ryu, but now he's mentoring Ken to continue his legacy, the legacy of the gym. So, so it's awesome. It's all good, man. It's all good. Really happy for those guys. Rest of the card was amazing as well. Like Funk Master, um, Aljamain Sterling proved you know he is the dominant champ. It was a shame that TJ Dillashaw had that shoulder injury, the dislocated shoulder. Um, but she said they had a problem with in camp, like he's dislocated his shoulder like over twenty times in camp. Um, but it is his it was his choice to get inside the octagon, it was his choice to not tell them, it was his choice to get in there and fight, you know. Um he could have ne- he, he did say he did apologize afterwards to the division and said, like, you look, know, 
I should have um, not held that position hostage. But, you know, I respect him. He was, he was a warrior because he was in pain. He almost tapped uh, at the beginning in the first round because he, he was in so much pain um, because of that dislocated shoulder. It was horrible to look at, actually. Um, but, I mean, look, you, you're in a fight, you know. <laughs> um, but these guys are warriors, you know. They're, if you're not if they're not getting knocked out or 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 strangled they're probably that they will some of them will, will will deal with broken limbs and still fight you know you saw when john jones had his arm extended by um um vitor belfort and he shook it off and then he came back and submitted him in the fourth round was it um they're warriors you know so they they can deal with that you know the, the average person probably couldn't deal with that pain so you got to respect TJ for that. But at the same time, you got to give Al Jermaine still his respect. You can't come up with excuses and go, oh, well, TJ had a, a dislocated shoulder. That's, they're in a fight. You know, that happens. You know, it's not supposed, you know, what, what is, it's not Al Jermaine's responsibility. You know, they say protect yourself at all times. You know, if you're not fit enough to fight, don't step in the ring. If you step in the ring, you take the responsibility that you're going in there to damage another man and he's there to damage you so if you get fighters go in there with pre with injuries all the time but if it's an injury you can't cope with it's not Aljamain's responsibility so he all he could do is beat the man in front of him and that's what he did you know um and when he was mounted him and he was taking you know got the back and he was hitting him with some heavy strikes. I was like, referee, man, you know what's going on. Just stop the fight. It's like, it's, it's like, TJ can't defend himself. His shoulder's dislocated. He's got a world-class champion on top of him, smashing him. Just, just put him out of his misery, just because he's not going to give up. You could tell TJ's a warrior. He's not going to give up. So he's just taking unnecessary punishment. Just stop the fight. You know, and he, I, thought, I was a bit annoyed that the referee didn't stop it sooner, but he stopped it, so, uh, you know. And I think people need to stop booing um, Al Jermaine Sterling. I don't know what's, what is with this booing of some of these guys. I, I, was, I, was just, I, I think I know why, but I'm not going to say on this podcast, but I just don't know why they were booing him. Like what, what he's, he's not a horror... He's not, he's not Conor McGregor, who people cheer... When he does stupid villainous stuff, you know he hasn't actually done anything wrong. What because because they boo him because he he won by disqualification. That's not his fault that Peter Young did an illegal move. If you do an illegal move in a fight, you get disqualified. If you get disqualified, you lose the title. Like it's not how Al Jermaine would have wanted to win it, but that's what happened. Like what is he supposed to do? And then he came back and he dominated him, you know, and he won rightfully won the rematch I don't understand why people bear him that's it's, it's, it's stupid and you know they can't come up with excuses for for that fight so that was the other championship fight and Aljamain is going to fight I don't know who's going to fight next but it'd be interesting see who he fights next and then we got um Sean O'Malley versus Peter Yan now Sean O'Malley I remember that people were talking about him as the new hype train um before a few years ago him and this other fighter i remember a name macy barber who hasn't ended up doing anything 
And I remember thinking, oh, who are these guys? They're probably overrated. They're just trying to make them the new marketable stars of the UFC, which hasn't, which is actually, um, Sean O'Malley's proved me wrong. You know, I've been very impressed with him. Um, and it was a great fight, really good fight. I do believe Peter Young won the fight, though, um, because of the takedown control that he had. I think Sean O'Malley did have a lot more significant strikes on the feet. And there was a time when Sean O'Malley t- hit um, Peter Young with a good shot. And he took it and he gave him a few shots. And then he started, like, kind of guillotining him. And I was like, mate, what are you doing? Getting in that front headlock? I was like, keep striking him. You almost got him. And then Peter Young came back with a strike and almost knocked, knocked O'Malley down. And it was, it was a super good fight. But what... Peter Young did extra that I thought won him the fight was the takedowns. He had a lot of great takedowns. Um, Sean O'Malley didn't get any. So in my mind, he won the fight. But again, if it goes to the decision, it can happen. He won by split decision and that's how the judges saw it. So that's a great win for O'Malley, beating the number one guy in the division and the former champion. And he's number 11. So... I think that puts him in line for a title shot. But O'Malley didn't even believe that he won. He was kind of like, even when they was asking him about it, it was like, oh, I'll need to see the fight again before I decide. You know, but he says, oh, but, you know, well, did the people won. He didn't feel worthy of the win. Because I think he thought that he had lost the fight. I think well, we all thought that. We all thought that, especially because of the takedowns. Um but what can he do? That's the result. If it goes to decision, that can happen. But it was a great fight. I was very impressed with Sean O'Malley. Always impressed with Peter Young. He's a great fighter. Slightly rolled today, but you know, it was a it was a great fight, and um, I'm happy for Sean O'Malley and him against Funkmaster. Maybe that'd be um, that'd be a good fight. I don't think he'd win that one though. I think Aljamain Sterling has just got such good ground game. You know, his jiu-jitsu, his, his back control is, is really good. You know, he's got great striking. He's a good all-round fighter, but when he gets your back, you, like, there's problems, you know. So, overall, um, I was really impressed with the card. Um, Benil Mohamed's who's been training with Habib's team. He had a really good performance as well. Um, good to see him win. Um, and, you know, he understands and he even said that, that Habib's team are on a different level. And that's, they've obviously helped him reach a different level as well. So, overall, great um, cards. Most that card of the year so far. Um I'm just happy for my favorite fighter, Islam Makachev, the new UFC lightweight champion of the world. And the belt goes back to Dagestan, like a lot of people didn't want. <laughs> Good. That's what I like to see. The best people deserving getting the belt, getting the title shots, and the best people holding the title who are willing to defend it, not just hold it hostage and act like just, just, at like celebrities because they have the belt even though they didn't deserve it you know who i'm talking about um i'm getting title shots just because of their name because of popularity i like to see this is what the ufc is about it's about the best fighters getting the title shots it's about the best fighters 
getting the pay-per-views. I want to see the best fights and best fighters. I don't want to see the best, the most popular fighters. Like, I don't care about that. Like, I care about who's the best. So, because I'm a martial arts fan through and through. So, you know, when the best people are at the top, like, that's that's great. It's good to see. Um, and Islam Makachev is the best guy at the moment. And... He will be pound. I think he will be pound for pound the greatest fighter on the UFC roster very soon. I'm not sure he's quite there yet, but I'm. He's definitely my favorite, and he's definitely the best fighter in the lightweight division. Has been for the last two years. Now the world's seeing it and, and finally accepting it. Um. But yeah, really, really happy. Uh, it was a good card, and I was thoroughly entertained by it. So UFC two eighty, what did you think? Uh, did you enjoy the fights? Did you get some predictions right, wrong? I mean, what what were your thoughts on the fights beforehand? What were your fights thoughts on the fights afterwards? What do you think of Islam Makachev? Do you like him as much as I do? Do you hate him? Uh, do you um, are you a big Charles Oliveira fan? Uh, what do you think is going to happen to him next? Love to know your thoughts. Let me know on Twitter and I will see you again for another podcast. Peace.